Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. All scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness. So that the man of God Another word for man of God is so that a child of God may be thoroughly equipped. Because sometimes we get to quote this scripture and we just think we're referring to the pastor, the bishop, or the prophet. But every child of God is a man of God. Every child of God is a woman of God. So he says, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped, or thoroughly equipped, as you want to pronounce it, for every good work. So just in case that you are not experiencing good works in your space, it makes you that you are not thoroughly equipped. You don't have what it takes. I can't decide to go fly a private jet or decide to fly an aeroplane or an helicopter if I've not been equipped. Equipped means that you're properly trained. You understand the ethics. You understand the conduct. You understand the principles. And that's the challenge that we have in church today that many people just give their life to Christ and they just want to bump out into the street to express who they are in Christ. Are you with me this morning? You must have a proper understanding. Take me back to 16. Take me back to 16. Take me back to 16. It says all scripture, not some scriptures. Not some scriptures. All scripture is God's bread. It's useful for teaching. Is useful for what? Let's say that loud. Is useful for what? Teaching. For rebuking. So don't feel bad when you're being rebuked. Now I'm not talking about being rebuked by men. I'm talking about being rebuked by the Spirit of God. If it's a manly rebuke, there is a benefit. Are you listening to me? But if it's a spiritual rebuke, it's to your advantage. For correcting. So the Spirit of God knows that there are several times that you will not get things right. There are several times you will not get things right. How many of you have prayed before and sometimes your spirit told you that you didn't pray that prayer very well? How many of you have felt that before? Yeah. It's correcting you. It's correcting you. And training. This is the part that most of us try to miss. Because somebody looked at you in the middle of the night or somebody looks at you in the day and said, there's a great call of God upon your life. You'll be a prophet unto nations. Then you decided to come up with a name of a church. And you went out to the street and started calling yourself prophet. You must be trained. And guess what? You are not being trained for the work. You are trained into righteousness. Because if you are being trained for the work, you are putting a cap on what God can do to you. Praise God. So that leads me to say that instructions are corrective. They are teachable. And they are preparatory tools. Tools that prepares a man. Instructions are equipment designed to ignite good works. So good works are ignited by instructions. Good works are done what? They are ignited by what? By instructions. I remember the very first time I decided to make Eba. I think I was very, I was like maybe 15 or 16. That was the first time I made Eba. So I just figured out that you just pour hot water on Gary. 
and the ebba comes to life. So I poured the gari inside the bowl and I just poured the hot water. I made a mess of myself that very day because I realized that as simple as it is on the surface, there are a lot of things you need to learn about the steering for you to get the right ebba that you're talking about. So good works are ignited by instructions because instructions are equipment. Instructions are details to be followed in order to have the best result in life. Instructions are what? They are details to be followed for you to have the best result in life. So if your result does not look like what you are anticipating, it does not look like what you are expecting, it means there is a detailed instruction that you are missing out. There is something just very tiny that you're missing. Because instructions are not enormous. They're just very small. Just something little. Just like when they give you medications at the hospital, they tell you how to use it. One in the morning, right? One in the afternoon, and one when? One at night. Just very simple. Sometimes they give you the time. They say give it an eight hours break in between those medications. They're just very simple. But the work of one cannot be explained. Cannot be explained. Sometimes when they say, take this medication and try not to drive. Do not operate any machine. Some of us are always trying to form Buzali. Like, no. I've tried that before. They gave me a medication and said, do not drive. I was seeing stars while driving. Everywhere was just blank. I got back home, I went to sleep, called the doctor, I said, I will see. he said, did you use this stuff? He said, do you know how many milligrams of what I gave to you? Just like when I was arguing some people in Houston, I said, there is no sleeping drug that can make me sleep. Even Valium cannot make me sleep. There's something in the U.S. they call Tananor. It's like Parastamol, Panador in the U.S. Then my friend said, take four. I said, fuck, cannot do me anything. I can't sleep. Why? I was trying to remember when I was very young and they used to give me injections to sleep and the sleep does not come on time. So I'll be like, no, this thing can't work. I took four. In 15 minutes, I slept by the doorstep of the bathroom. I was gone. In 15 minutes, I was gone. And you know those kind of friends that record your video and say, look at your life. Just four. Confusion sets in easily at the expense of neglecting instructions that can ignite the best results in life. Now, what was the reason why I gave that example? I told you I will argue that there is no injection, there is no medication that can make me sleep. The reason is because a delay in operation does not mean that the instruction is absolute. Are you following me this morning? A delay in operation does not mean that what? The instruction is absolute. I'll give you a very practical example. The very first time, I'm sure some of you got your handset or phone, whether Nokia, Sajem, iPhone, they tell you that you should charge for a few hours, right? I'm if you remember that instruction. Charge for a few hours, then put your phone on. And they tell you you can insert your SIM card. In your mind of mind, you think that once you insert that SIM card, boom, everything should start working, right? What happens when you insert your SIM card? It takes time for the data to even load. 
it takes time for configurations to take place. That's when you see logos, you see booting, and all that stuff. So that waiting period is what some of us don't have. You're like, but I, I obeyed every instruction. Even an iPhone, when you turn it off and you want to turn it back on, it tells you to push this button for a long period of time. You have to wait for the Apple logo to come on. But just while you're pressing it, somebody just feels like, why is this thing not coming on? Why is this not coming on? So a delayed operation does not mean that the instruction is absolute. That they gave you injections several times to sleep and the sleep did not come after two hours. Can I shock you? Eventually that sleep will come. And that sleep was not natural. That sleep was ignited by the world was inserted inside of you. So this is the missing line that I see amongst every one of us. We sometimes think that because this operation is being delayed, this thing is not working out, then let me just forego this instruction. No. Chaos and confusions are clear indications that you have disregarded the instruction. Or you don't have an adequate understanding of the instruction. I'm sure it took some of you to get to almost university level to realize that there's a difference between push and pull. Am I making sense this morning? How many of you have been in front of those sliding doors and they say push, pull? Then you're confused. So you're waiting for the person by your side to activate the instruction. Because, uh, let me explain it. Somebody's looking at me and say, Pastor, please save me this morning. I don't know the difference. Pull is like this. Am I right? Push is what? It was until I got to secondary school that I understood the difference. Because left to me, push and pull. It's, it's the same. It's the same. But that's just a difference. Where you don't have a proper understanding of the instruction, there will be chaos. There will be confusion. So where, where you are meant to pull, you are pushing. And where you are meant to push, you are doing what? You're pulling. God uses instruction to prepare and equip man for good works. God uses what? Instruction to prepare. So there must be a preparation before you are equipped for good works. In other words, man becomes when instructions are beloved. So the more you love instructions, the more you embrace instructions, the more you become. That's why we are encouraged that in every phase of our life, we should ask questions. Every phase of your life, do what? Ask questions. Never you assume that you know it all. Never you assume. One of my greatest respect went to a very amazing woman of God that said to me that while she was in SS1, that she was already trusting God for what to study in the university. Some of us, by default, we just accept any course that they give to us. Some of us, by default, is something you have been... From your childhood, doctor, doctor, doctor. Lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Ask questions. Even coming down to the point of marriage, ask questions. Coming down to the point of seeking for a job, ask questions. I was speaking to somebody in the course of the week. She used to be, she used to be 
my former personal assistant then. So she said to me, she said, Apostle, do you remember the time I told you that I was on a, a 21 days prayer and fasting? I said, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. He said, that period of time, I was asking God for the right location. Huh? This was someone that was staying in the city of Ibadan, doing well. She said, I was asking God for the right location. And she said, all the while she was praying, she kept hearing worry, worry, worry. Huh? So she told me. So in my mind of mind, I was like, why are you going to worry? Like, this is a place where they killed your father all kinds of negative stories. He said, God is, she said she keeps seeing worry and all of that stuff. I said, okay. This was way back 2017. So eventually she went to worry. The first week she got to worry, she got a job as an HR manager. That month was not over. She met her husband. Now, she didn't just get married to anybody. She got married to somebody who is related to the Olu of worry. Everything in her life in the space of two months changed. The husband got her a car. They bought a house. Everything started going fine. Why? Because she asked questions. Were there no suitors that she had in Ibadan? She around. Some of you might need to go back home and ask yourself, am I supposed to be in this city? Questions. Even the vocation that you choose. The vocation. Even the church you attend. Even how you plan your life. God uses instruction to prepare and equip every man unto good works. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 to 23. Proverbs 6, verse 16 to 23. Proverbs 6. It says there are six things the Lord eats. So God ate some stuff. And he went further by saying seven that are detestable to him. The next verse. And haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension amongst brothers. Verse 20. My son, my daughter, keep your father's command. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Next verse. Next verse. Bind them upon your heart forever. Fasting them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. How many of you have read that verse where it says there is no sleep for the wicked? You can't be wicked and sleep. You can't. As a matter of fact, if you put somebody else's matter on your mind, you can't sleep. You can't sleep. My wife always tells you, the closeness between me and sleep is like phone to charger. We are very close. If I lay on the bed and I want to sleep in five minutes, I'm gone. I choose when I want to wake up. Alarm does not wake me up. I choose when I want to wake up. So when you sleep, they'll watch over you. When you are awake, they will speak to you. I'm not talking about waking up and Instagram is the one speaking to you. Today, your account balance will be $1 million. You're like, yes, I receive. You didn't, you didn't do the job. Are we together this morning? You didn't do the job. He says, when you're awake, they will speak to you. Verse 23. For these commands are a lamp. A lamp. Direction. This teaching is a light. And the corrections of disciplines are the way to what? 
The way to life. Somebody said the way to life. The way to life. Instructions are highways to distinctions. I learned that from Bishop David Oedepo. Instructions are highways to distinctions. Instructions will always save any man from destructions. The educational standard to life tells you that culture is the way of life. Am I right? Am I right? I'm a few social studies. Say culture is what? The way of life. The way of something means around it. It means what? Around it. But instruction is the way to life. That's the spiritual definition. Divine standard. Instructions is what? The way to life. Not off. Because off there means around. Off there means beside. So it's as good as you are seeing your blessing ahead of you, but you're around it, but you can't assess it. Instruction is the way to life. Some of us are still in that bracket. That's why you can still have beautiful dreams. That's why you can have good aspirations. That's why you can have good thought, good mindset. Why? Because you're still on that educational standard. The divine standard is that the more you embrace instructions, it gives you access to life. Psalm 16, verse 7 to 11. Psalm 16, verse 7 to 11. Let's see that real quick. It says, I'll praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. Verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Somebody say, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. That's one of the good things that the instruction does. It brings about rest. Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let the Holy One see decay. Now verse 11. You have made known to me the path of what? Of life. You would fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures. At your right hand. Now let's see Proverbs 10 verse 17. Proverbs 10 verse 17. Proverbs 10 17. Showing you scriptures this morning. It says, he will eat discipline. Can you see that? He will eat what? Discipline. Another word for discipline, there's instructions. Template. Order. Command. He will eat discipline. He shows such a person the way to what? The way to what? The way to life. But whoever ignores correction leads others what? Astray. Listen, anytime you forfeit or you abandon instruction... Forget it. Listen, you're not just going to be a partaker of that default. You're not just going to be a partaker of that punishment. You are putting your next generation on the line. Anybody who is connected to you, you are putting that same person on the line. That's why you have to be very careful. Now there is a place of ignorance you never knew. But now that you know. Now that you know. You are leading others. So everybody that is following you, you are just leading them astray. It says if you, if, if, if you hit, if you love it, if you embrace it, 
He said, it shows you the way to life. It shows you the way to life. In other words, instructions as spiritual and physical navigators. They point the user to the way to life. They are spiritual and physical navigators. You cannot successfully have the best result in this life without having an instruction that you are following. The book of instructions is a spiritual and physical navigator that points the user on the pathway to life. Give me first John chapter 2 verse 17. First John 2 verse 17. First John 2 verse 17. It says the word and his desires pass away. Another translation says, the word and its pleasures will pass away. But the man who does what? The will of God. The instructions extended to him. The verdict he has been exposed to. The corrections that has been tabled before him. A man who hearkens to them, who acknowledges them. It says, the leaves for what? Forever. The book of instruction is the same as the word of God. Because probably somebody is expecting me to say something different this morning. The book of instructions is also the same as what? The word of God. The word of God is also the preferred will of God. Get that this morning. The word of God is what? The preferred will of God. Have you ever heard servants of God or men of God say, may the will of God be done? Have you heard that? Because the truth of the matter is that there is an enormous power inside of a man that can change the will of God. But God has a perfect script. God has a perfect script. For example, the will of God is that he wants you to marry a Chinese lady. Just saying. But you tell yourself that Chinese ladies are short. They don't even have fingernails. I've seen a lot of them. Their fingernails are very, very small. If at each time I see a Chinese lady, I'm thanking God for my fingernails. Amen. They are very short. Very short. Tiny legs. But you're like, God, I really don't want a Chinese lady. I don't want. I reject it over my portion. I change it. I change it. Father, rewrite my destiny. How many of you have read that prayer? Father, rewrite my destiny. Destiny that you are not there when God was writing it. Father, change my story. Did you write the story? One man of God said, he said, rather than you say, God, change my story, why don't you say, Father, give me the glory? Or let your glory be revealed in my life. Because listen, there must be a story before a glory. So imagine everything is going well for you. Will you value God? Imagine your father is Dangote. Then your mother is Otedola. All the money. In fact, you have the ATM card of Nigerian treasury. is with you. You, can, you won't value praying to God. You won't value. That's why there's a difference between when a rich man is praying on the dining table and when a poor man is praying on the sitting table. You know there's dining table and sitting table. 
Because he's praying that, Father, Lord, let this food fill us up that we will not have to be hungry again. A rich man is just saying, well, I've not gotten to that level, so I don't even know how they pray. But I can bet you they are not praying for the food to fill them up because there's there a whole lot. They give you examples in what you see in movies. You see how they set all the different meals. Come on. Say, oh, that's turkey, that's chicken, that's gizzard. In my house, if it's gizzard, it's gizzard. If it's chicken, it's chicken. There is no too many options. So feed yourself, feed yourself. There's juice, there's smoothie, there's ice cream, there's ha ha. And you want that person to say the Lord's Prayer. It's not possible. It's not possible. So there is a preferred will of God. The word of God is what the preferred will of God. The preferred will of God. What ex exactly how God wants it to play out. Exactly how God wants it to play out. But because you have been given that disposition to also act as God. That's why some of us sometimes alter that will. The will of God naturally by default confirms seven basic factors to becoming a blessed man. And if you read Ephesians chapter 1, if you read it, when you get up, I want you to meditate on Ephesians chapter 1, your eyes will be open to a lot of things. I've done this before and I don't mind doing it again over and over again. Just studying Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 basically tells you the will of God. Ephesians 1, from verse 1, I think, to 22 or 24, it tells you the will of God. So I want to show you seven things that you can derive from the will of God from that Ephesians chapter 1. Number one, the wisdom of God. Anytime you scroll through the books of instruction, anytime you scroll through the holy book, anytime you scroll through the Bible, the first thing that is exposed to you is the wisdom of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22. Let's see that real quick. Ephesians 1 verse 22. Ephesians 1 verse 22. It tells you the will of God. It says, and God placed all things under his feet. And appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. That's wisdom. I was talking about Jesus here. He didn't put everything on the head of Jesus. What did he do? Under his feet. And yet he was appointed to be the head over everything. I, I, I want to explain in a very funny analogy that some of you might understand. And I want to use marriage because this will help a lot of young people so you get this message clear, very clear now before you step into marriage. Well, let me first ask as a question, who owns the home? Somebody wants to help me. You can echo it from wherever. Who owns the home? The man or the woman? Huh? Praise God. THM people are wise. I'm the head of the house. I'm the man of the house. Oh, God. You are, the, the fact that you are the man of the house simply means you are the machinery in this house. Being a man of the house means you are a machinery. You are to be used. So let me tell you the reasons why men are always fighting women. Because the man does not want to be used. Rather, the man wants to use the woman. But by the foundations of this world, the woman 
owns the home. If the, if the woman wants that home to stand, it's her choice. If she wants to scatter it, it's her choice. The Bible talks about it in Proverbs. It says, a foolish woman pulls down her house, her home, with what? With the words of her lips. So you go about all the family meetings in your house. You are controlling your wife. Say, I'm the man of the house. And I dictate what happens here. Oh, God, you're a machinery. Whatever direction she puts you, boom. So I'm, I want to use that to explain. That why would you give? Why would you give so much authority? Why would you give so much finance? Why would you give so much anointing? Why would you give so much empowerment to a man knowing fully well that he is not the one that makes the home happen? That's exactly what he's explaining here. The main person that makes a home happen is the woman. And guess where the power is? In her mouth. So God expressing his wisdom Expressing his wisdom, say, okay, yes, Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. So you know what? I'm going to break all manner of protocols and place everything under his feet. But yet, I have appointed him to be the head over everything. So you're walking about as a man figure, but you're a machine, somebody else uses you as the machine. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. So what is God trying to tell us? That if everybody diverse focus to the machine, you'll be deceived. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? You'll be deceived because your focus is, okay, I assume that's a machine. Everybody's focus is on the machine. But only a wise man knows that there is something behind the machine. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? So if I want to, if, if I'm wise enough and I want to attack anybody, who should I attack? The man behind the machine or the machine? The man behind the machine. Because the machine is really nothing. There is somebody behind it operating and that's what Ephesians 1 verse 22 tells you. It tells you that the first thing you find in the will of God and the word of God is his wisdom. The way God goes about orchestrating things. He wanted to create the heavens and the heart. The first thing he did, he said, let there be light. If you read Genesis, you see all of that. How he created things. I was sharing with my wife in the course of the week. I, 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 I said, he, he planned salvation in such a way that he, he, he had to hide salvation on the cross. Can I be honest with you? If the devil knew that the cross was going to be the ticket to salvation, he would stop it. It will stop it. It, it, it's, it's, it's just the wisdom that sincerely, until we get to heaven before we have a full understanding of it, that he hindered he, he, he eternal life in the death of somebody else. Are you following me this morning? Because if you are telling me something is eternal life, then I should see the value of it in life. Why are you hiding eternal life in death? Just like when I was teaching you the other time, I said there is nothing called the treasures of light. It's called what? The treasures of darkness. You are supposed to go and light up the place so you can take hold of the treasures. Why keep the treasures for the righteous in a dark place? Somebody say wisdom. Say wisdom. Number two. Another thing you find in the book of instruction, the mind of God. 
Aside the fact that he has wisdom, he has a mind. Give me Ephesians 1 verse 9. Ephesians 1. Please, when you get home, study Ephesians 1. You'll gain a whole lot. Ephesians 1 verse 9. He said, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. So there's a mystery behind his will. There's a mystery. There's a mindset behind what he's doing. A great man of God said, um, I, th I think it was, uh, I think it was Kriflo, uh, Ben Him. Yeah, Ben Him said. He said, he said, after what Jesus did on the cross, and he restored a lot of people back to eternal life. If you read your scripture, if you read uh, the book of uh, Mark and Matthew very well, you realize that the moment that Jesus paid that price for eternal life, the Bible says those who died in righteousness, those who died before Christ, they came back to life. So people were saying they are dead, walking on the street, and they were being catapulted up to the heavens. Then Ben Heen says something. He said, if at that point salvation was restored, why longevity of life? Why can't everybody just evaporate and just go up? Then he said, this is what he assumes. He's not sure. He said, but this is what he assumes. How many of you know that when the devil fell down from heaven, he took almost one thought, everything in heaven. He cut it away with a whole lot. And if you read Revelations very well, one of these days the Lord will help me. Maybe when I've studied Revelations well, I'll come and teach it. He is still cutting away with that. Because he opened that portal whereby angels are still coming down and they are still messing up. He said, but the reason why he feels there is longevity is that God wants to restore that number back. And he does not want to restore it back the way the devil took it. He wants to do it back in seven folds. That's why if you see every blessing that comes after shame is always a sevenfold. That's the reason why the majority of us are still alive. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he proposed in Christ. Number three thing that you find in the book of instruction, you find the message. The message. The mandate. Some of you have been looking for a message for your life. You're looking for a mandate. You'll find that in the book of instruction. Ephesians 1 verse 12. Let's see verse 12. Let's see verse 12. Verse 12. It says, in order that we may know who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. Another part of the Bible says that we are made for his pleasure to give him praise. So all this hustling and waka waka you do with your life, you are, there's a mandate for your life to bring forth the praises and the glory of his name. That's the first mandate upon your life. So whatever you are doing, if it's not giving God praise and giving God glory, you are missing out. You're missing out. Number four. In the book of instructions, you find the acts and the creative power of God. You find the what? The acts and the creative power of God. Let's read verse 19 and 20. Show me 19 and 20. 19 and 20. It says, and it's incomparable great power for us. Who believes? That power is like the working of his mighty strength. Verse 20. Which he exerted in Christ where he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. In where? In the heavenly realms. 
So anytime you study the book of instruction, anytime you study the word of God, you are exposed to the creative power of God. And let me be honest with you, I want to bring this into finance. The way the thing works, this thing works when it comes to finance, you have to be creative. You have to be what? You have to be creative. There is wealth in every substance. In fact, the best place to find wealth is in things that are so intangible. You never find wealth in something that is tangible. It's in intangible stuff. Intangible stuff. For example, look at lands. Look at lands. See how expensive they have come to be that even none of us. If you ask any man who is sensible now, that which gift does he want between land and car? A wise man should go for what? Go for land. Because the moment you buy the car, boom, it's dropping. But land? Boom, right off. Wealth is found in what? In tangible substance, intangible materials. Let me talk to some ladies right now. Just the way we guys, we get so excited about, oh, Brazilian week, 500,000, 2 million, 3 million. Research has proven, I, 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 I'm open for correction, but I hope this is true because I saw it online and I believed it. That many of all these hair that they sell is dead people's hair that goes through factory process. But yet, one Mumu guy in THN is dying over. You saved your entire salary for one year to buy Brazilian hair, to buy dead people's hair. Nothing wrong in that. But guess what? Somebody just realized that enough of just burying people in the ground, there are still substance in their body that can give me money. An example, they are here. Are you getting what I'm trying to say this morning? Very intangible. So imagine you wake up one morning now and say you want to be going to all the cemetery in Ibadan to be cutting hair. But that's just the way God has orchestrated life. That's the way he has orchestrated life. Putting wealth in intangible stuff. Number five, you'll find the place of choice. Said that place before you life and death. But I appeal to you that you choose life. In the book of instruction, you'll find the place of choice. Number six, you'll find the ability of the chosen. You'll find the ability of the things you can do because you are the chosen. If you read Ephesians 1, let me see verse 3 to 4. Verse 3 to 4. Verse 3 to 4. He said, praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us? You see the ability you have? He has done what? He has blessed us in the heavenly realms. With every spiritual blessing in Christ. Verse 4. For he chose us. He chose you. In him. Before the creation of the world. So you are not a mistake. You are not an happenstance. You are not a mistake. You are not, you're, 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 you're not, you're not a failure. He chose you. And he has blessed you. So this is the good news. Before you came out of your mother's womb, you were already blessed. Now the proof that you are blessed is the reason why they gave you a name. 
Are you listening to me this morning? The proof that you are blessed is the reason why they gave you a name. So just in case you are not comfortable with your name, you can change it. You can change it. It says, I've toyed, I've, I've walked around the surface of the earth. I'm giving you another translation. I've walked around the surface of the earth. I have never seen the seed of the righteous begging for bread. So if your name does not carry righteousness, change it. Because what you bear determines what comes to you. Are you listening to me? What you bear determines what? What comes to you. It says he chose you in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So there is nothing wrong you want to do that makes you to be blamed in his sight. Why? Because from the creations of the world, he has created you to be what? Blameless. Oh God, I am giving you a blank check this morning. There is nothing you could have done wrong to him. He's not putting a blame on you. That's the ability he has given to you. Because you were chosen. You didn't choose yourself. He chose you. He chose you. Somebody say, I'm chosen. Shout it one more time. Say, I'm chosen. Number seven, lastly, he, 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 the, the book of instruction exposes you to the inheritance of the saints. So if my father says he has chosen me, what's the package? What do you have for me? I remember when my father was alive, he is always emphasizing it. Tomorrow you are my first strength. Tomorrow you are my first strength. You are the first seed of my this. You are my first son. Whatever I carry, you carry. Whatever blessing there is, you that consciousness came into me. So no fool can come now today and say I'm the firstborn of your father because the, 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 the person who knows what he, he said, you are, you are first, right? There is always an inheritance. If you read verse 18, you see that. Let's see Ephesians 1.18. Ephesians 1.18. Ephesians 1.18. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so the more my father was saying those words to me, I knew I was the firstborn. If I won't give me even much more pride was when my father would always remind me that you are the first grandson of both your father's side and you are the first grandson of your mother's side. So that's why they gave you the name Akombi, that you, you carry such a strength. Which is very strange. You hardly find a first son who is also the first grandson both in the father and the mother's side. You always find that. It's, also, it's very rare. Very, very rare. He says, I pray that the eyes may be enlightened. So the more my father kept saying it, the more, the, the more understanding of myself that I had. The more understanding. He says, I pray the heart may be enlightened, that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Are you following me this morning? That you may know. That you may know. The hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance. In what? In the saint. Who is the saint? You. There is an inheritance for you. There's a package waiting for you. But you can't have access to that package if you are not enlightened. That's why since my father passed away, I don't need to drag with anybody about Olorebi title. By default, they know who the Olorebi is. I don't, I don't need to drag. Somebody else is there now taking my place. But when I choose, I show you don't drag with a prince. He chooses when he wants to sit on the throne. You don't drag with it. You don't drag with it. So every time they are doing their meeting and the person is there, I'm, 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 I'm 
father's younger brother. I'm not the head of the family. I just they laugh. I see the pictures, I just laugh. You, you know why I'm laughing. Because I'm enlightened. I'm enlightened. Just keep passing my time. When the family has enough that I can acquire, I'll show up. Now there's nothing. There's nothing. You know, may God not make you the only way that you are the one opening a bottle of soft drinks. When everybody has belefu, I'll show up. So by that time, I'll just wake up one morning and say, I want to turn the head of my father the other way. Each person, five million, paid into my account. Ah, I say, Oluwe, be spoken. Praise God. The inheritance of the saint. The word of God is God's instruction manual to man for an extraordinary life of glory, dominion, and victory. Proverbs 4 verse 13. Let's see Proverbs 4 verse 13. Proverbs 4 verse 13. I want to show you something. I want to show you something real quick. Proverbs 4 verse 13. He said, hold on to instruction. Can you say that to yourself? Say, hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Some of you have just been messing around, playing around with instructions. It's your life. It's your life. That's why I like the African parents. They, they exchange instructions to us from the place of fear so that you have a better understanding. But God, in His own mercy, exposes instructions to us from the place of love. Can I be honest with you? If they tell a young lady today who is probably 15 or 16 that, hey, yeah, the way you are doing waka waka, the way you are going around, jumping from different men to different men, hmm, there's a prophecy over your life for any man that lives with you, the man dies after seven days. I bet you, heaven and earth, she will keep herself to marriage. Except if you have offended her. She'll just look at you and say, ah, what's the usefulness of this one? I better let him die. Oh, yeah, come. <laughs> but if she loves you, she will tell you. She will tell you. There's a comment out over my head, though. Any man that sleeps with me dies after. Even you, as a man, you take off. You take off. Because, number one, you value your life, you cherish your life. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Every instruction comes with ability. Every instruction comes with time. Every instruction comes with attack. So anytime there's an instruction extended to you, you'll be attacked. Now I see the reasons why a lot of pastors say a lot of false sons and false bonds are always attacked. Because there is so much instructions that is upon their life and their destiny. That's the reason why they're attacked. You think your father's younger brother does not, or your younger brother or younger sister does not want it to be that her son was the first grandson? If how many of you know the competition in many uh, polygamous family about who becomes the um, uh, the first son or first daughter of the competition is huge and mighty, huge and mighty. I was watching the funeral of one great man of the uh, the funeral of a great man of God's mother. And I saw the way all of them sat down, vice president, director general, every one of them sat like that, like that. Then the first son of the woman sat at the back. 
Then the third son, or maybe the last son, sat in front. You know the first thing that came to my head? There is a placement and a measure of value. I'm not going to mention name. Anybody who follows social media will know what I'm talking about. There's a placement of value. One picking gave value past the other one. So they put the one that has value, they sit in front. Not that the other one is not successful enough, but one person's name carries weight. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say? You think Oshiba is the first son? Let's be realistic. You think my Kadenuga is the first son? Kadenuga is the last born of his household. But when they were arranging all the people that would sit in front at his mother's bear, they put him in front, put the brother at the back. In fact, when they were giving the brother chief title, they say, we are giving you on behalf of your brother. Are you following me this morning? Every instruction comes with attack. Every instruction also comes with a report. So the competition between the creature and the creator is a waste of time. You are dragging instruction with your creator. Your creator has said, this is the path I want you to follow. You are dragging it. Did you create yourself? The place of ability becomes questionable when instructions are ignored. So it's your responsibility to validate the instruction by testing what the thing has said. That's why if you read Psalm 34 verse 8, it said, taste and see that the Lord is what? That the Lord is good. You must taste it. You must see it. You must validate it. You must test it. If you read Romans 12 verse 2, Romans 12 verse 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this word. It said, be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that you can test the pleasure, the will of God. So there's a place of testing instructions. Just like uh, during the weekend, I was playing out some things on my iPhone. I was really, really, man, you need to see, you need to see me uh, last weekend. I, I, I kept checking and checking. I said, I've been seeing people's screensaver of their, of their phone. I realized that their picture is always covering the clock. iPhone users will understand what I'm talking about. Their picture is covering the clock. So I kept trying. Ah, why is my own picture not covering the clock. I updated, I updated, I did everything. I turned off the phone. I went on YouTube. Oh, finally, I found the, the, the answer to this funny mystery. That you have to double tap something, click on the picture, expand it, and boom, it works. Can I be honest with you? I have tried that thing almost 20 times. It's so easy. But it took me hours to figure it out. Because I, I saw something and I liked it. And I just kept pressing. There must be, uh, my phone cannot be hot. That's why when you know you bought it from Apple Store, so it's original. I said something is wrong. I said it's either the ones that their picture is above the clock, they are, that's fake. You are positioned to test the product. Testing the product authenticates the works of the creator. Putting the word to work. Confirming his word in your life. It's your place to confirm it. His word is said to. It's your place to confirm it. It's your place to confirm it. Testing Brett's approval. The test 
interesting part is what some of us are missing out. The word is right in front of you. The instructions are right in front of you, but you don't want to test it. You don't want to test it. The car has been given to you, but you don't want to test it. Testing a product authenticates the work of the producer. Somebody say, I'm putting the word to work. Say it one more time. Say, I'm putting the word to work. Now, let me bring this to a close. Your best access to instruction is from the place of relationship. Exodus 24 verse 12. Exodus 24 verse 12. Exodus 24 verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and stay here. Somebody say, stay here. Say, stay here. I will give you the tablets of stone with the laws and commands I have written for their instruction relationship the reason why some of you don't have access to instructions over your life and destiny is because you don't have relationship yet with the creator listen being a christian is not a seal of relationship the seal of relationship is in the act of faith that's why you can be on the same aircraft with an abalist and the plane is about to crash and you are keeping quiet and the herbalist shout, Jesus, and the plane does not crash. Then you are asking yourself, herbalist, did you say Jesus? Or if I say I said Jesus, and you are shocked. I'm telling you honest truth. That name works for anybody that does what? That believes. A witch about to fry who shall Jesus by me, and he will deliver. If you think I'm joking, go and watch a bed, Joey. Jesus he was going crippled. And what happened? He was healed. Had he given his life to Christ? No. Ask yourself several questions. You have not yet given your life to Christ. Remember the numbers of times you shouted Jesus. Did he not show up? Let's be factual. That's the, see, that's one thing that, 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 that is my, 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 my imbalance with church. We just think that, I was telling somebody, I said, I, the person said to me, he said, I, I can't wait for Nigerians, all Nigerian leaders to be Christians. I said, why are you fooling? Why are you fooling? So he said, he said you know, when, once all the leaders in Nigeria are Christian, Nigeria will become a better place. It will become more terrible. Become even much more terrible. Is it pastors that are arguing over who is president and who is not president? I hear God, I did not hear God. I was with Angel Michael, he told me this. Have you seen pastors arguing about Titan offering? Have you seen pastors arguing about laying of hands? May you not be among that circle. I stay off when I see all those arguments. The worst one is when you move with a seven-day Adventist. My own Bible says God created the heavens and the earth in six, seven days. You are telling me 6,000, 7,000 years. Are we, are, are, are we normal? The worst one is Revelation. That's why I say Revelation. Before I teach you that thing, I need to have a proper understanding. Revelation tells us that 172,000 people will make the kingdom of heaven. How many are we in your state? I'm telling you the truth. 
So I asked that man in seven days. I said, wait, sir, I believe you. Seven, one year and seventy thousand will make heaven. So we that we are here, what are we doing? He said, there's a different kingdom for us. Ha! <laughs> you know those kind of things you just tell yourself, whatever we be, we be. If you hear somebody that just say, I don't know Jesus, I don't know Muhammad, I just know there is God. See, that's why the Bible says only a fool will say there is no God because he knows there is God, but he does, he's just confused. For good four years of my life, all of us were confused. He says, Stop speaking in tongues. Say, Your tongues must sound like a language that is familiar. <sighs> Come and see the way people's tongues were changing in my room. I was hearing tongues sounding like Ijinle Jebuyoba. Say, Bomi, what? I was like, God. I was like, What's going on? He affected me too. Thank God for Christ's embassy. That changed my life. Because I wanted to make sure that my tongue sounded like a language. Because they said, you must understand the tongues you are speaking. It was scripture that made me understand that there is a different grace that makes you understand what you are speaking. Because you are speaking mystery. It now says there is a different grace that understanding is meant from interpreting. Somebody else will not come and interpret. But if you are blessed with all those grace, that's why it says he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. So what, what does that mean? He has placed a lot of packages in you. There is a possibility that you open the first package and you abandon the rest. An example is somebody who has been trusting God for PlayStation 5. And they put 10 packages in front of him. And he opens the first one. He sees uh, odd dog. What will he do? He opens the second one. He opens the second one. He sees handkerchief. He says, God forbid. When I'm not my boy. He opens the third one. He says, ah, PlayStation 5. Do you think he will open the remaining ones? No. He will abandon it. He will abandon it. He will just stick to it. Because that's what that is. That's all he wants. It is when he is not tired of the PlayStation 5. He says, ah, wait. Well, I still have seven other gifts. So what's there? So there's a, you can speak in tongues today now, boom. And in two weeks, you understand what you are saying. Then in another one year, you can interpret what you are saying. And your tongues will be changing. Ah, man, I, I, I was... Any, anybody that wants to go to that school, please understand the word yourself first before you get there. Confused set of people. Confused. Confused. They could not even properly explain the difference between Holy Spirit and Comforter. He says two different things. Imagine me coming here to meet you and say there is Comforter, there is Holy Spirit. I threw away all my religious knowledge notes from that school. I threw it away. They don't read the Bible is nothing to them. There's something they call LNG White. Go and Google search it. Just the same way they have Holy Mary, LNG White. She was the one that told them how things should go. Just like when a Muslim come and tells you now and say Jesus is not the Son of God, he was a prophet. Are we, are we, are we joking here? Yeah? Are we joking? Say there, there, there are seven heavens. There's 32 elders. There's, 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 there's paradise. There's, uh, which other one again? Beloved, 
When you are sure reading that revelations, take your time. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me. Relationship. Relationship. Access to instruction makes life easy and beautiful. How do I know this? Second Chronicles 17, verse 1 to 6. Second Chronicles 17, verse 1 to 6. Second Chronicles, can I say that real quick? Second Chronicles chapter 17, verse 1 to 6. Josephat, his son, succeeded him as king and strengthened himself amongst Israel. Verse 2. He stationed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the town on Ephraim that his father Asher has captured. Verse 3. The Lord was with Joseph because in his early years, you see that? His early years, not ignorance. In his early years, he walked in the ways his father David had followed. He did not consult the bows like Solomon did. Verse 4. But sought the God of his father and followed what? His commands. Somebody say his commands. It's same thing as his instruction rather than the practice of Israel. So culture will never save you, but instruction will save you. I know how much time I prostrated for an evil man, yet he still did not give me his daughter. But I know you can't prostrate once, full chest, for your bad man. Really? The Lord established his kingdom under his control. And all Judah brought gifts to Joseph so that he had great what? Wealth and honor. Access to instruction comes from the place of relationship. And once you gain that access to instructions, your life will be easy and your life will be beautiful because it just tells you what to do part time. Part time. Go for this job. Pray this prayer. Honor this person. Do this, do this, do this, do that. That's exactly what it is. Following his command. Somebody say, I'll follow his command. So I close by telling you this morning that the book of instruction is the pathway to life. The book of instruction, the word of God, is what? The pathway to life. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast, and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today, and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.